True. Next. <laughs> You're both douchebags. <laughs> True. Right? A lot of douchebags in this first part of the show, guys. Huh? Douchebaggery. <laughs> There it is. Oh, who are we attracting on this friggin' show? Um, okay. Welcome to Bad Counsel, where Greg, Jack, and Tim freely give advice to their listeners' questions. So, let's be clear. These three are in no way qualified to be giving any advice. But I'm not so sure they know that. So, take it or leave it. Consider that your disclaimer. Now... On with the show. Well, hello, everybody. We're so happy to have you here with us. Uh, Right now, I am joined in the studio by Greg. Greg, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great as usual. The highlight of my week right now. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, is, you know, now your studio has been classed up a little bit. Katie didn't find something on television that, that beat out over listening to us record tonight. Is that right? Mm. Katie's she there with did you? not. The okay. beautiful Katie is with me in studio. All right. So that means you must need to, you must need to bring it. No, I'm going to bring it. You're going to bring it. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. We also have the real swag shady. Jack, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Good to see you guys as always. Good to see you too. And I'm Tim and we're here and I think, I think we can get into the questions before we do though. I do want to thank Joshi McSquashy for that wonderful review. <laughs> on apple uh surprised that uh, greg's hatred of all things commonwealth british commonwealth has not stopped joshy mcsquashy in fact Mm -mm. commonwealth countries there is only one non-commonwealth country outside of the united states uh that listens we have seven commonwealth countries where people are listening to us and uh so we're, we're big in in the british colonies or former british colonies it doesn't surprise me that Joshy, uh, you know, would be a fan of the show, despite my uh, my feelings about the British. Because aren't the British all charmingly self-loathing <laughs> and deservedly so? Come on, right. <laughs> right, Joshy, that's scratching you right well, where you itch. Didn't didn't they? Uh, didn't the the British government put out an opportunity to name a boat, and the winning the winning name was Bodie McBoatface? Uh, is, no, that, is that what the Josh and McSquash is? Did you know that? That's an actual true story. Anyway, okay, I'll cut that. But it is actually true that the, the people of, 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 of England voted for Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, they're, they're uh, yeah, fun people. Like um, yeah, the Steelers had a, uh, had a mascot named Steely McBeam. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And let the jokes commence. No, it's true. They did. That's oh. pathetic. Yes, yes, although the record's not pathetic. That's right. Okay, well, on to the questions. Our first question comes from Eric the Yellow Two. I've titled this Down with the Douche. And the question is, my brother's girlfriend is incredibly hot and hilarious. My brother is a total douche. How do I get her to dump him and date me? That's interesting. I I have three three Mm. douchey brothers. (laughs) (laughs) So... That makes so it easier, right? Yeah, well, yeah, and I could sympathize. I, I, you know, what comes to mind is, um, you know, like a reverse Cyrano de Bergerac situation. You know, the instead of feeding somebody great lines to help him win his, you know, uh, Roxanne, his theoretic Roxanne, you uh, you feed him bad advice. Oh, the brother, the brother. Bad date ideas. Yeah, bad date ideas. You know, stupid things to say. You know, o- overly 
stringent opinions on like women's studies type topics that you know make <laughs> him like seem it. like uh, pseudo intellectual and, and, and obnoxious. You know that that's my first impulse. That's not bad. Well, if you can, there's there's um, so you got two different things you're trying you're trying to get her away from him and interested in you. So if you can achieve both of those in in one movement, that's that's um, you know even better of a situation. So if he is a douche. Uh, maybe find some uh, situation, some scenario uh, of doucheness, whether it's in a, a movie or a show or something. And in that that moment, turn to him and, and somewhat nonchalantly say, hey, man, remember when you did that to me? Or remember how you used to do that to me? Not a big deal. Don't make it a huge deal. But just to the point where she recognizes it and realizes it that, mm-hmm. you know, wow, this this you know, shitty thing that I'm witnessing. This guy did it to his, you know, brother kind of feel that, that bad. Try to do that once or twice. And, and it may take a, a couple of times, but eventually um, you should be able to get into a, a private conversation with her um, at that point, push the envelope, right? Then you can talk about what an asshole he is and how he mistreats you. But, you know, he's your brother and you really love him and it's the only opportunity you have to spend time with him. So it's OK. And, you know, you don't really mind. Also, maybe you mention how he treats, you know, small animals badly at that point, that kind of thing. Well, that's good. Uh, <laughs> if that, conver- you know, if, you, if if that conversation goes well and, and, and you put in the right effort and uh, at least according to, you know, most of the uh, summer camp movies I've seen, you should be able to lean in and, and give her a kiss at some point in that conversation. And there you go. Boom goes the dynamite. You're it. Okay. My only concern in that that premise would be that you would kind of make yourself look like a victim in, in kind of weak, you know, that, that would be my concern on that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. Right. It's the sympathy route. It's, um, you know, you could still build up from there, but I think at that point, the building disdain for him and sympathy for you is the easiest, quickest, uh, route to achieve what it is you're trying to achieve. Well, I have another route that may be a little bit easier and, and, and definitely far quicker. Um, if the reverse Cyrano and if the, you know, pointing out their douchiness in a subtle way doesn't work, I would strongly consider drugging them both, <laughs> you know, without telling them that you're going, obviously you don't want to tell somebody you're about to drug them, right, right drug now, them yeah. both. Generally not, I guess. <laughs> what bill cosby says <laughs> then intervene on the girl's behalf you know act the part of the perfect gentleman so that when she regains consciousness the next day you can uh, loudly and publicly castigate your brother for drugging them both you know blame him for the drugging you know and, and, and you've, you've protected her and so she seems you know, she in your, she, you know, she sees in your eyes like, oh boy, this guy, he gets it. He gets it that it's not cool to drug your your girlfriend. Uh, and, and thank God he was around, by the way, not participating in the drugging. Uh, you know, he saved me. You know, that might work. maybe you if you had a hot friend, maybe you 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 send your hot friend. This this would take you know a conspiracy among more than yourself, but you send your hot friend into his room to to chill, whatever. Um, doesn't even need to actually make as long as she's in there with the door closed. And then you know when this girl comes over, you make up all kinds of stories of how he's been in there and 
you know, he, he's all your friends that come over. He's always hanging out with them. There's definitely ways to go about it. It's doable for sure. Yeah. Snap some photos of, of this person with your hot or your hot friend with your brother, post them on social media and be like, oh, no, they're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> Make a, a, a an eye twitch that may or may not have been a wink when you say it to the girl. Oh, they're just friends. <laughs> wink. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> takes a delicate touch a situation like that and really though but if if you have a hot friend why not just get with that hot friend it's a good point i guess yeah well maybe i uh, think the drugging that's what i'm I'm putting the drugging (laughs) at the top of my to-do list for that situation well you know it's we've got a lot of good questions tonight so that's that was a good one to start off with uh greg you had mentioned uh maybe some feminist literature or something of that nature uh we do have an interesting question there about that we've got um you know, a question about what to do with found money. We've got some some really interesting scenarios. Some of our listeners are sharing with us and, and searching for advice, relationship advice, uh, husband, wife stuff. Um, so it should be a fun night tonight. So well, they've come to the right place. They've come to the right place. Yep. <laughs> well done. Come to a place. And and actually, let me just go there. So uh, this this came in email. I, I call it fake feminist. And the question is, I have a Bad habit of, of lying about my interests whenever I start a new relationship to impress or win over the person I'm dating. Hmm. My new girlfriend thinks that I like women's literature and has me in her book group. <laughs> <laughs> I slogged my way through The Girl's Guide to Hunting and Fishing, but this month's book is The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, and I don't think I'll survive the experience. Should I break up with her, come clean, or what? Help me out, guys. Oh, man. First of all, don't ever come clean. That, that's that's a bad idea. Never come clean. There, there's no reason to ever come clean. There's Double always, down on the lie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, but you know what? I have a I have a way to navigate out of this without lying. Well, I guess it's I guess it could be construed as dishonest, but maybe not exactly a lie. You know, when when you're at the next book group, you know, identify. I'm I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt that his girlfriend is the hottest person in the book group, lest he you know otherwise he wouldn't be doing this. Going to these lengths, so let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt that his girlfriend is the hottest girl in the book. That's, that's a very feminist perspective you have, there, I, Greg. I, I understand I, that. I do. I can. I can appreciate that. So, with that, you know, being said, what he really needs to do is identify who is clearly the second hottest and or the smartest girl in the book group. Uh oh. You know, I like where and this then, is going. Yeah, yeah. And then whatever she says, whatever insight she has into the Yaya sisterhood, you know, you you like are uh, over the top with appreciation and and, and love for her opinions. Uh, And when your girlfriend says anything, you you give a, you know, a very curt. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And maybe even a slight eye roll. Oh, oh, oh. so wait. So I just I want to appreciate the irony here. So he is deep into a feminist book club. Yeah. And essentially what he's doing is he's ranking the women in the book club <laughs> by hottest, most hottest to least hottest. Yeah. And then he's trying to pit the women against each other mm. in the feminist book club. Like this is. Well, I guess when you put it that way, it looks kind of bad. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly oh, what you've right. done. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, I like it. And, and when you say double down, this is more like you like tripled down on this one. So you are really going at this. Um, you, you, you're embracing the fake feminism, but not letting it be known. Right, exactly. And my, my, what would I think what would happen, and I, I'd be curious to hear if I'm correct, is that, you know, um, being a feminist, she would probably be reluctant to 
question your motives, shall we say, about uh, giving positive feedback to the second mm-hmm. hottest girl in the book group. <laughs> she would be deeply conflicted about it. Unless you don't but talk to would, the other four. but Yeah, but she would then want to not have you there anymore. So I, I think that she would soon um, either just stop telling you when the book group is or forget to tell you what next month's selection is. And, and if you don't bring it up, she ain't going to bring it up. And you'll probably both know what's going on, but as long as you can you know, have that kind of unspoken mutual agreement to deceive one another, they're going to be just fine. So, so you're, you're actually banking on the fact that she will not call you out on that because then that would make her less of a feminist, right? That you would, she would be accusing you of treating someone differently based on that woman's looks. It's brilliant. You've got that built in, like, right. She'll react to it, but not call him out on it. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah well, no, yeah. It's pretty and good. If this guy's who he describes himself that's to be somebody good. who kind of presents a false image of himself. If she were to call you on it, bro, you, you just feign that you're deeply offended. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my yeah. God, I can't believe that you think it's brilliant. Lisbeth's opinions are so bad that you would, <laughs> you would actually accuse me of that. I don't think I want to be in your book group anymore. Right? <laughs> and then you're out, right? Then you're out. Exactly. That's beautiful. Oh my God. That's ap- that alchemy is yeah. just, uh, it, it sounds crazy, but it makes perfect sense. It's beautiful. I, Cause to me, I was just like, oh, I get the freaking cliff notes, but I like Greg's way so much better. What about you, Jack? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that's a, the perfect answer. I can't even follow that up. Honestly, right? I'm not even going to make an effort to. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. This is, this is why men are never invited to feminist book clubs right there. <laughs> like that's the, that's the exact uh, example that you would go to. Yeah. I, you know, again, I, uh, me personally, I, I don't see myself going. So I have a hard time relating with the person that allowed themselves to get to the point where they're actually sitting at the fucking book club but really once you're there i think greg has a, a great answer for it yes well, i could see you being part of like a um like an ann rampling erotic literature book group with a girl but he would like that uh, yeah that might yeah that could that's different actually you guys have heard of dinosaur erotica right yeah that what's the term is there there's... i don't know dino erotica Okay, well, there you go. So I think that was a great question. Absolutely. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. So let's move on to the next question. This one came from at Hitchit, H-I-T-C-H-I-T. And at Hitchit wants to know, are there ways to tell if my neighbor is a serial killer? Jack, (laughs) how would people get turned on to you, do you think? I, I think I have an answer for this one. Um, when I read this question, I immediately thought of it's the person you least expect to be the serial killer, right? So if, oh. if your neighbor is is someone you would never in a million years think is a serial killer, That's then you need is. to start looking at what does their trash look like, what's going on, right? I mean, to me, how many times, you know, well, I guess uh, John Wayne Gacy, he, he pretty much looked like a serial killer. So I guess maybe that's not always a foolproof rule. He didn't look enough like a serial killer. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. The ones that really look like serial killers aren't very successful because, right, people run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would look for you know signs like you know, do they pour the milk before the cereal? For instance, you know, that's that's a bad. That's something that. Yeah, that's weird. You know, do they eat? Do they eat pizza with a fork? That could be a, a hey, I do that. sign. Oh, see. Well, yep. mark that down. 
Because I have All a right. mustache. Send a note to Katie. People that get really, really competitive about Jenga, you know, that, that <laughs> might be a sign. So you just want to look for for certain things. <laughs> well, I think Tim touched upon something brilliant. Start snooping around. You know, maybe get out the old metal detector from the garage and start, you know, finding a reason to start metal detecting in your neighbor's backyard. And if he says anything, be like, oh, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I was looking for old Civil War relics and uh you know just happened to, to cross over into your backyard yeah i'm not gonna um so i you know with some of the events that have happened here recently in my life i've re- started re-watching dexter again just to mm-hmm. make sure of some things and that's a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> that's we're just, just gonna a, leave that there Greg. So, wait, wait, just, did you <laughs> say to make sure of some things or yes, to hope did. that you were wrong about some things no no just i was just confirming some stuff one way or the other but my point is that snooping around a, a serial killer's yard and trash is a bad idea. Most of those people end up killed by the serial killer. So I, I disagree with that one. You you might learn what you want to know, but but you'll die. So Well, incur- then put it this way. Encourage the neighbor on the other side to start. There you go. <laughs> put out some bait, as it were. Look what I found in his right. yard the other day with my metal detector. Hey, Charlie, detector. I know what's really fun is metal detecting. I was going to sell this in my garage sale, but uh, I know you're a Civil War enthusiast, and I thought that, well, you know, you might like to try it, and there I heard that in Jack's backyard, I once found an old uh, tuna can from what I think is a Civil War era. And then, you know, a couple of days later, like, hey, you know, has anyone seen Charlie? Where's Charlie? Charlie, you know, you know yep. Charlie seems to have gone. Exactly. Yes. One of those big trash bags down by the curb next to the broken metal detector. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know that we actually answered this question, but we did give Hitchit quite a few uh, ways to go about ferreting out if they are, in fact, next to live next to a serial killer. Hey, write us back. Let us know. If you don't, we'll assume you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to the next question. This one came from Joey Rolls. Uh, so Joey Rolls wants to know one of the items on my bucket list is to steal a car, <laughs> not keep it or sell it. Just a joyride to check the box. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of something like that, but okay, I Joey, can, I get it, Joey. I do too, actually. You do. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, we've got a good panel for you tonight, Joey. Joey says, uh, seems like a decent place to come for anonymity and suggestions. So he's right. Yeah, the two of you. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, help a brother out, please. So he wants to steal a car. So, yeah. So you can, um, I will give, yeah, I got a little bit of, um, I'll say this. First of all. I, I Don't you love Greg when he just starts to like, he does like half sentences as he's building <laughs> up to it because you know you know it's something good. Like he's got something. He's just trying to figure out how do I get this out of my head. Well, you know what he's doing is he's calculating the odds of like how much can I reveal without fully exposing the monster within. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, and, and he probably has the ability potential jail time and yep, all of those. Well, yeah, things. Jack has the ability to like assess our our unconscious eye movements. To assess, you know, what level of disgust and fright he's producing in us. Okay. Well, I'm interested. So my, my, I should be saying, yes, Jack, please take us where you want to go with this one. Oh God, that's scary. I'm not going to tell somebody how to steal a car. I will give you some pointers and some advice in that direction. 
Uh, make sure you go with something before 2003, because that's when the automated keys and the chip started coming out with the keys. So okay. something before 2003 is going to be a little easier. My suggestion would be um, something between 95 and 97, uh, a Honda Accord or a Honda Civic. Those are the easiest to get into in mm. general. If you have a Slim Jim, obviously that's great. Most people don't. So those particular cars, not only do they have... Why would you need a snack food? Those are delicious. I love those. So a Slim Jim is a um, it's a tool that, that folks use to get into cars. Um, it's a, oh. a flat piece of metal with um, oh, oh, some oh, yeah, grooves yeah. at the end. And, and essentially okay. what you're doing is, is grabbing the the bar in the door that's connected between the handle and your door lock. There's a a little metal bar inside the door. Hmm. So you slide that down next to the window, you get a hold of that. And if you pop it the correct way, it engages the lock, opens the door, you're in the car. Um, Most people don't have a Slim Jim. Um, So like I said, those particular cars, you got two things. Number one, you can use a coat hanger, get in there the same way. It's a little harder, but it's definitely doable. The other is you can get the windows down uh, uh, about a, an inch, a half an inch to an inch on those cars, fairly easy just by kind of leaning on them. Um, so then you can kind of mm-hmm. work it from there. You, I, you could actually get a hold of the door handle and uh, pop it open. So from there, um, you're on your own. I'm not going to tell you anymore, uh, but uh, that would be where I would start. Well, how do you get the car started? Like, I, I, th- I figure the average schlub, whether you own a Slim Jim or not, could get into a car, right? Do you, do you, have you broken into a car? Yeah. No, but, well, actually, once my brother had a rental car, we were out drinking, and my brother had a rental car, and he realized that he'd locked the keys inside, and we'd been out drinking, and we didn't feel like, uh, call. he didn't own a Slim Jim, uh, and uh, we didn't feel like calling for anyone to come and let us in, because we were drunk, so he threw a brick through the rear passenger side window, well, and just reported it to the insurance company as having been vandalized, yeah. so we got in. Yeah. Technically, that is technically getting in uh, as well. Yes. Well, how do you get it started? I, there's a couple of different ways. Uh, one is the the wiring underneath, um, which mm. you know you've seen. Uh, you know them them take the uh, steering column down and then connect the correct mm. wires under there, which is essentially what you're doing when you turn the key is is making a connection within the steering column that starts the car. Well, that wouldn't work for me. Like, I need KD to switch from cable to the Roku for me. I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's difficult. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do. The other thing is, um, again, with a lot of those particular cars, and one of the reasons they're they're stolen so often um, is because you can use a screwdriver and manipulate the actual key uh you know the the key in the steering column to the point where you can get it started with specifically with those late 90s hondas so okay good that's see now i've given all the information and as i was well, trying not helping to do that. somebody cross something off their bucket list that's right. true good point good, good yeah, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. exactly make a wish yeah. foundation but i yeah. think we're still doing good for the world that's and good uh, the lord's work good luck well you know and really if you're driving a late 90s honda still uh, you probably wouldn't care all that much God finally well again yeah. the, the the point is yeah. to get it off the bucket it's a total list right? loss. I they're got not hundred dollars coming they're not bringing it to the t- chop shop so they shouldn't right, care exactly. right the steeler exactly yeah, yeah when I lived in Philly I worked with guys who when they would get tired of their car and they were totally upside down with the loans they would miraculously get stolen you know yeah. and they never seemed to mind <laughs> hmm. there you go Joey have fun don't get caught. Mm-hmm. So the next question comes from 
on phone IRL. And the question is, hey, guys, first of all, love the show. My friend and I need you to help us settle an argument. The question is, if you saw someone you don't know drop a $100 bill and you didn't say anything and then went and grabbed it and put it in your pocket with the intention of keeping it, is it stealing? P.S. We both agree it's not the right thing to do morally, but disagree on whether it's actually stealing or not at that point. So... I don't know, guys. Apparently, we have like huh. an amateur attorney, future like uh, criminal attorney here <laughs> asking this question. I, like, like they're having, <laughs> they know it's wrong, but they still want to solve the yeah. argument. Yeah, I, I kind of okay. feel like the addendum of the whole. Neither of us thinks it's right, but we just want to settle a philosophic argument. I, I'm a little skeptical about just how, you know, about that addendum. I think they're just right? covering their ass. But um, I would say unequivocally that it's not stealing. Ah, really? Yeah, you're an asshole. I mean, I don't know Webster's dictionary definition of stealing, but you know, that's not returning something to its rightful owner. You know what I mean? Um it's it is you're an asshole for sure. And and, and I even say you are you have questionable ethics. Um, but I think stealing is an overt act where you take something that doesn't belong to you rather than just failing to return something that doesn't belong to you. That's my take on that it. Is a, that is a very fine, and I mean fine as in th- very slender definition of stealing. I mean, you literally saw it fall out of their pocket, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know it's theirs. So it's, you know, if, you, no, if you're just... No, it's sushi for sure. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you're worse than the last guy who wanted to steal a car for his bucket list and was going to leave it parked you know leave it parked in a safe area and phone it in you know? right 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 you're yeah. worse than that person but i don't think it's stealing jack i agree actually i i think you're absolutely With me. Right. okay on to the no, next question no yeah oh, no i oh, okay. i definitely think i it's it's it is a fine line I understand that the argue. I could see two guys sitting on a couch arguing about this, you know, smoking a fucking bowl until like three in right, the morning, so back and forth. Me, <laughs> right, exactly. That's probably exactly what's happening right, on, right, on right, phone right. IRL. Right. But the, so, so let's take this. Let's combine Joey Roll's question and uh, so basically, someone steps out of a car and their key falls out of their pocket mm-hmm. and they walk into the Seven Eleven. Then you say, "Oh, well, they dropped the key." So therefore, it's not stealing if I pick it up, use the key to get in the car, and leave. Hmm. Well, I guess when you when you get into the car, it changes it, though, right? Well, yeah, I, I agree. I, would, exactly. I agree that I if agree you so would that change when you, you walk up dollars. No, no, I'm saying if you walk up and grab the key and walk away, then and, I and still you've agree. Taken the key, you that's the same the as the hundred. You haven't stolen oh, it. Man. Still, you guys are a, that 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 does I, not fly. No, yeah, I'm, well, okay. Getting, well, let, let's clarify. Let, let me ask. I get it. I get it. Though it's tough. There's nothing tough about it. I'm, I'm curious, but no, I'm saying it's wrong, Tim. We're not saying it's wrong. Yeah, We're I mean, I legal I definition of theft. Definitely it's, take the hundred dollars. Right? No, I don't think so. But let me ask Jack this question. It's not strong arm theft. It's not like you it's not even theft by deception. You just you fail to return something. It's taking advantage of a situation, correct? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Okay, now no on a similar vein, let me ask Jack this. If if you invite somebody over to dinner at your house, Jack, mm-hmm. and they come of their own free will, mm-hmm. is it still murder if you kill them that night? <laughs> 
curious. <laughs> it yeah, that depends on all the other yeah, events exactly. in between. See, exactly. You're right. I, There's the half sentences again. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I do. <laughs> depends if they laugh at you and, and humiliate you. Then right. Isn't that something murder. about like if you invite Dracula into the room or something? Is oh, there yeah, some kind right. of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah. Uh, on phone IRL, you guys are douchebags. <laughs> True. Next. You're both douchebags. <laughs> True. Right? A lot of douchebags in this first part of the show, guys. Huh? Douchebaggery. <laughs> there it is. Oh, who are we attracting in this friggin' show? Um, okay. So, uh, Ponyard Blade. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, Greg, maybe you can help me out. P O N I A R D B L A D E. How would you say that? Wait, wait, wait. Can you? What am I? A speed speller? I mean, uh, can you read that a little slower? P O N. That's all I got. P O N I A R D B L A D E. Pon. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. Ponyard blade. Uh, yeah. The French. Yeah. Ponyard blade. Hello, boys. I have a question. <laughs> Uh, what is the Kentucky uh, <laughs> I don't have a Patreon account and it's beeped out <laughs> and I must know uh, become a Patreon a member yeah, that's be true. part of the inner council five <laughs> francs a month <laughs> <laughs> only five well, what do you think about uh, putting this discussion to bed and going on to the voicemails oh yeah yeah let's do some voicemails okay alright so now, the first one here, I'm titling the first one, Narcos. Whoa. That Jack's attention? Hey, I am interested in going to the Bahamas, and I wanted to see if you knew where I could buy drugs. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. Yeah, in, in the Bahamas. <laughs> there you go. Um, oh, no. Dude, I, oh my god, bad idea. <laughs> I, 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 I can I can say from personal experience, it's a bad idea. Oh, really? To try to get drugs in the Bahamas. I, I told you guys that story. I'm sure I must have told you guys. that story. I don't recall it. I I don't know that I've ever heard you talk about this. So, so I so okay. So I'm in the Bahamas. It's I'm in my late twenties. A friend of mine was living and working there, and so I did a weekend there with a couple of my college friends. First time in the Bahamas, I get so excited when I'm in that kind of like that party mode. Sometimes I get carried away and it gets the best of me. And this definitely is what happened this time. I can understand that. I can relate. You know, I was disappointed. Like we were there the first night, but my friends are all tired. They're, They're wanting to call it an early night, but I just want to keep partying. And so I befriend, become friends with some local Bahamians and we're partying and uh, conversation turns to like, you know, maybe we should go somewhere else and, and uh, partake in some things beyond alcohol. And although not normally my, my, my jam, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Somehow I go from having my new Bahamian friends inviting me to a party to being in a car with their quote unquote cousins. None of the people who are at the bar are in the car with me. <laughs> uh, I'm in the car with three pretty big dudes and we are heading out of town. And if you've ever been on Nassau, it's a kind of a skinny Island, like a, not that long, but a long skinny Island. And we are heading away from everything that I would describe as civilization. (laughs) We're we're driving out of town. 
on a road that is getting increasingly dark. And <laughs> these guys are saying nothing to me. Oh, shit. And, and so my, my buzz starts to erode and it starts to turn to <laughs> mild alarm and then greater alarm. To the point where I was like, guys, where are we going? And they're not like talking to me. I'm like, uh, guys, are we almost there? And then without saying a fucking word, they pull off into like a, a clearing of the side of the road. And there's some other dudes there. Oh, Jesus. Like it, like a, around a barrel fire. <laughs> and, and like these guys haven't said a fucking word to me. And it doesn't look like a party to me. You know, they were like, uh, you know, they, they pull over. They're like, okay, boy, now you're going to give us your fucking money. And I was like, uh, no, no, not me. And basically, I, I jump out of the car, <laughs> you know, full of adrenaline. Like one guy has what in my mind at the time I, I, I thought of as a machete, but it was probably just a knife. Still, yeah. it might have been a machete. I mean, <laughs> right? and I ran kind of past them. Um, I don't recall getting cut, but I by the time I made it to like the tree line, you know, it's like a mangrove forest. Like I, I'm, I can feel that I'm actively bleeding from my forearm. Well, no shit. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like, you know, not quite life flashing before my eyes, but scared shitless. <laughs> and so, like, my adrenaline is surging, though. I, I don't feel like I'm drunk at all anymore. Like my adrenaline is so is surging. That's so, like, like John Rambo know, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't run after me, but but like I was behind the tree line, and I could still see them, and I was just like yelling and cursing at them, like not exactly inviting them to fight me, but just super pissed off. You're lucky this mangrove's holding me back. If I had a knife too. Yeah, but then then my better instincts kicked in and I started like walking in the opposite direction of them, basically walking through this forest, you know, and I was 30 minutes away, an hour away from the scene nowhere no idea where i'm at and i come across a fucking golf course (laughs) yeah and by this time i am so freaking tired like i can't tell you how tired i was like all the the, adrenaline's gone adrenaline's gone and i'm exhausted and i'm drunk again (laughs) and so i don't know why but i thought i'll lie down in the sand trap until morning sure Sure. And so I lie down in the sand trap, but there are like sand fleas biting me you know? and, I, and I can feel them going into the wound on my arm. And, and so I, I pick myself back up and, and like, you know, I, I keep going and, and I'm walking along this golf course. Just stop long enough to pick up small sand fleas on the wound. <laughs> Move oh. on. Again, I'm getting exhausted and, and I don't know what time it is at this point. It's, it's you know, it had to be. Two, three in the morning by that time. And I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm, I'm not even scared anymore. I'm just tired. So I, I eventually, I just lay down on the grass in the golf course. So I just, I'm laying there and I, every time I would start to doze, a noise would startle me awake again. And, but finally, I can't fight it anymore. <laughs> sleep. Yeah, like exactly. Sleep, sleep takes me, but I wake up like, I don't know how long later, an hour, half an hour later. And I'm being pissed on by a dog. <laughs> One of those, like, they're called pot cakes. They're like these little wild dogs in the Bahamas. And, you know, and it's not, a, I guess I'm happy that it's not attacking me, but it was pissing on me. 
So I jump to my feet. It runs off. And I, I, I start walking again. Um, I, I kind of find the road again and I'm walking and what part of your Dave, body did the dog piss on? Like, was it your leg, leg or yeah, my okay. leg? All right, and so I'm walking along the side <laughs> of the road. showing dominance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm walking along the road and I, and a car comes and I flag down a ride and it's this, you know, local Bahamian dude. And, uh, I tell him where I'm staying and he starts driving me back and it's probably a half an hour drive. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. He spends the entire half an hour trying to convince me to have sex with him. <laughs> and I was like, no, not going to happen, not going to happen, you know, but at this point, like I'd already been, I'd already escaped a, like a, like a gang of armed Bahamian drug dealer murderers. Yeah, true. And so like, this was the least of my thing. I, it was yeah. just, I, it was, it was merely annoying. What's a little you know? raping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I get back to the hotel and, 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 and my friends are all you know, in the room, like, and like, Oh, Hey, how was your night? You know? <laughs> and I was like, how's my night? Uh, I'm fucking bleeding. Look at my arm. <laughs> and our one friend is a doctor, you know, but they, they were already drinking. And so he goes to put a stitch in my arm. We go over to my friend who, who worked in the Bahamas. It was a chiropractor. Another friend of ours was a doctor. Yeah, I know I'm the loser of the group. So, um, we go over to my friend's chiropractic practice and our doctor friend goes to put a stitch in me and he totally like isn't, puts a stitch in me nowhere near the wound. Like just sticks a needle <laughs> through my arm and like totally misses the wound. Ironically, he stabbed us a sand flea inside yeah, your Yeah, he's so fucking drunk. You know, but eventually I do get stitched up and you know, that was the, that was the weekend, but but uh, yeah, I wouldn't advise trying to buy drugs in the Bahamas. Yeah, so it's no, just, right? Yeah. Sorry to the local Bahama tourism board, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Wouldn't just advise. It. Stick to alcohol. Okay. That is a, a tough, awkward, you know, thing to do. Right? Is is try to find the right place to to get drugs in a new. I, I've been there, right? In a new city, town. God forbid, you know, outside of of the states, it's um, it is difficult to do. So not never. Never ran into anything to, of that level, but it's a it is an awkward thing. True story. Hmm. That's crazy. What, what's the name of the dog that pissed you? What type of dog is that? Pot cake. Yeah. Pot, oh. pot cake. That's great. All right, on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> hell of a story. Uh, this one. Uh, the title of this voicemail is "Keep Your Hands on the Wheel." Hey guys, first of all, love your show. Uh, I've been a listener now for a few months, and it's great. Um, my name is Abe. I drive a cab in Orlando, and I had a question that I just wanted some thoughts on the subject because I'm not sure what to do. I had a customer come down and just wanted me, after I drove him the first time, he just wanted me to stay with him all the time, and he calls me every day and gives me business. But now I'm kind of wondering what kind of business he's giving me in terms of, you know, Am I doing illegal things? I'm not sure. I drive a lot of women to him. I don't know what they're doing. You know, they could be prostitutes. I don't know. I don't ask any questions because I just want to get paid. But it just seems like I have endless opportunities with this guy. Uh, you know, he loves me. He's just so nice to me. He wants me to do everything. So, you know, should I keep going with this guy who I could potentially make some good money as a customer or as, with him as a customer 
but uh, you know, I also don't want to worry about doing anything illegal or losing my job. What do you guys think? Keep up the great work. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. <laughs> Abe sounds like a pleasant gentleman, doesn't he? Yeah, like this is a classic. The devil is in the details, right? Like this guy says he wants me to do everything. If that means right, right, right. he wants me to drive my cab a lot into many different places and in, in, you know questionable situations, then I'd say you know that's kind of what you do, bro. You're a cab yeah. driver. You know, I don't think pizza right. delivery guys are having moral qualms about the you know who they're delivering pizzas to. But of course, if wants me to do everything for him means you know slapping somebody around to keep them in line and uh, you know breaking a leg to collect some money then, right. yeah that that would be morally questionable yeah. yeah sucking the occasional dick yeah yeah i can oh, see some definitely okay. oh, i'm just saying there's definitely <laughs> yeah. some something i mean he said everything right that's what i, I mean that's a that's uh, a tough one i right i'm with you though right the the as far as driving him around if that's the issue you, you don't drive him and then instead you get your normal call at 2 a.m. where you pick up a, a crackhead and bring him down to his crack dealer so he can pick up his crack. So, uh, you know, if you're, you're doing it anyway, you might as well do it for the guy that's taking care of you. So, yeah, exactly. yeah I'm all for that. Um, you know, I, I would say until you're presented with an, an obvious, you know, situation where where you're like, I'm obviously going to get in trouble if, you know. And even then, it, it you know, there's a price for everything, right? I mean, <laughs> well, I, I would say you know your your boundaries are remain in your cab. You know, I, I've taken a lot of cab rides, and other than getting like a suitcase out for me at the airport, my cab driver has never had to leave the immediate vicinity of the cab to fulfill his duties as my cab driver. Again getting the suitcase notwithstanding he never had to go into a building with what me. if those duties like benefited you yeah yeah like so what if this guy sounds like he he could be you know like one of those party kind of so so he this guy goes out right and and you drive him you're the cab driver you drive him out to the club and afterwards he comes home with you know two hot girls and you know some drugs whatever and so when you get there he says you know no come in with me come on man let's go party at that point, you're not going inside with him and the free drugs and the two hot chicks, or <laughs> Jack, are you uh, are you placing yourself in the in the? Are you the cab driver in this scenario, or are you guy in the back seat with the two hot? Chicks? I'm uh, I'm a happy cab driver in this scenario. <laughs> I'm fucking. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, well, that doesn't sound. I mean, what you just described, we saw that the drugs. I guess that doesn't sound terribly illegal. No, I mean, unless that, yeah, you're doing cocaine and they're hookers, technically. Well, yeah, I guess that's illegal. Yeah, it's yeah. still fun, though, but. Well, yeah, but but if this guy has, uh, to me, it sounds like he's questioning whether it's safe for him to be a cab driver to a criminal. And I'd say, as long as you stay within the cab and you maintain the speed limit and pay your tolls, then I think that whatever illicit activity you're facilitating is not on you. Yeah, as long as this uh, customer is not named Gotti, I think uh, my Uncle John's advice would be appropriate here, which is keep your head down and keep your nose clean. That's that's pretty much it. No, I disagree. I, I first of all, I believe <laughs> keep your head up and your nose dirty. <laughs> right? that's, exactly, that's the only disagreement you can have. <laughs> so I, I did. I, I drove a cab for a very short while. I actually drove a cab and. Um, the, the coolest thing about driving a cab is in my opinion that, you know, 
two o'clock in the morning. Like there's some cool shit that happens, you know, out there at two o'clock in the morning. So again, I, you know, in caps like what? Like, I mean, drunk, you know, hot chicks make it out and, and mm. opportunities that, you know, wouldn't necessarily arise in normal situations all of a sudden arise. Um, I've had, yeah, I had a lot of fun actually. Is that right? Uh, a couple scares. There were, there were some scares. There were, I was definitely in some crack neighborhoods once or twice. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, again, yeah, YOLO. Did you ever feel like you were committing a crime, Jack? Uh, many times. Oh, while driving a cab? No. <laughs> yeah, while driving a cab. <laughs> no, uh, no. Um, well, I mean, I, I knew that, you know, like I said, I, I was pretty sure when I picked up a crackhead and drove him to the place where the crack was, that crack was probably being purchased yeah, but that's not a crime but on I, your part right i wasn't right correct yeah i say drive your cab make your money if these guys are good tipper do it okay so so basically what we're saying is uh to go for this, it to abe yeah just go for it and yeah, uh man. you know be as ignorant as you possibly can in the situation plausible denial plausible denial that's right good for a cabbie good for a president um okay so uh next question this one came in from email uh it actually came with its own title called an apple a day Here's the question. Fellas, I need to know if I'm the asshole here. I've been allergic to apples all my life. <laughs> Anyone's allergic to apples is an asshole. Hold on. <laughs> Most of the emails that we've had that started out with, am I the asshole here, end up with a yes no, answer. No, no, no. Uh, listen, go ahead. Give give this person a chance. It's well documented that pears are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. Correct. That is true. Yeah, sensually. They give me a lot of pleasure. Our listener needs to know if, if they're the asshole here. I've been allergic okay. to apples all my life. Allergic. It's not some weird new occurrence. I've told my wife numerous times that I'm allergic to apples. She's acknowledged it. She doesn't have a memory problem. She's perfectly capable of remembering things. <laughs> Today is my birthday, and my wife brought out an apple pie for dessert and presented it as a present. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, mm. that's what I said. You got to listen to this. I got annoyed and asked if she saw anything wrong with this, anything at all. She said no, and I reminded her again, I'm allergic to apples. This was the umpteenth time I've told her she's tried to get me to eat apple products before. I can't eat the pie. I'm not being a brat. Now she's pissed that I'm not grateful for her gift. Are you fucking serious? That's a real question? Yeah, that's, you're not an asshole. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely not. What the fuck is wrong? They're married? I, <laughs> you married this person? What happens if you have an apple allergy? Is it just kind of a, a hilarious puffing of the face? <laughs> or is it like, you know... Hilarious it, for who? Is it like anaphylaxis, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, in general, with food allergies, I believe there's some swelling of the throat in general, <laughs> yeah, that's right? Exactly like, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's yeah. dangerous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For who? yeah. No, I, I really feel for this guy. I mean, I can totally relate. I Like, I don't know if I told you guys, Ooh. but this summer... Uh, Tammy and I went on a trip. So we had just dropped the boys off at college and we were beginning our kind of empty nest phase, right? So we wanted to do this trip. We'd been planning it for years. We'd go down to the Redwoods in Northern California. Beautiful. We rented an Airbnb in Southern Oregon. It was beautiful. And then we went off to hike the the rim at Crater Lake. So I don't know if you know what Crater Lake is. It's a beautiful national park. Great place to hike. And we, you know, we like to hike. And, um, and I really like to move when I hike. And, you mean like dance? No, no. I mean like, like a good pace. I had a good walking okay, pace. Throw in some Phil Collins. And- <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, so, it, but I did forget my backpack at home. So You're very great. Tammy had to carry the water in her backpack. 
So about a quarter of the way around. Wait, the- wait, 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 hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Wait, 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 you forgot your backpack. <laughs> yeah. So you had no backpack. I had no backpack. And so, and in, in, in Tammy's carrying like a 40-pound pack, and you've it's got not nothing. not a 40-pound pack. You, you couldn't just carry her backpack? Uh, now, that's a good point, Greg, right? Because she started to complain about it, and I offered. I said, I will take your backpack. Like, I have Jesus. no problem taking Sir your Galahad. backpack. And she said, no, 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 I did. I was there. She, I wasn't going to rip it off her, but she was like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Right. You know, it just wouldn't, wouldn't give me the backpack. So we did get in a hard, heated discussion about my pace. And, and so we had to kind of talk about it. And then finally I just slowed down and I was like, this sucks. And we made it halfway around. <laughs> Slow down away from backpack girl to catch up. Right. It, it was, it was frustrating. It was frustrating, but apparently it was more frustrating for her because at dinner really? that night, yeah, she brings up our hike and how pissed she was. So again, I stated my case. I offered to take the bag, blah, blah, blah. So she started telling me that she was so mad that she contemplated throwing me over the edge ah. into the lake of the, of the caldera. Yeah. And then she goes on to say that she was trying to figure out if I would be able to grab her as I went over and take her with me or not. And then she, and I swear to God. And then she tells me about what her alibi would be. Okay. Seriously, that... Yeah, that I don't know what happened. We got in a little fight. He slipped on the edge and went over. And she's wow. doing engineering in her head and the wind shear versus Tim's reach. And if, but like, guys, it was totally oh chilling. Like, it was really, like, I was just like, why didn't she give me the damn backpack? And she is contemplating murdering me and then how she would get out scot free. So, needless to say, I, I slept with one eye open at the lodge that night. And uh, boy, oh boy, that was, uh, that was scary. But, did you get lucky? Did you lucky <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't want. I, I was terrified. She, she, she watches a lot of those shows, right? She, like, she could probably. She is always on uh, IDTV, and yeah. I'm telling you what. If I disappear, <laughs> if I'm like Charlie and I disappear, just I'm telling you, look at her browsing history and look at her television watching history because that'll tell you she, she is off to me. She's, she knows how much I'm worth from insurance, and so just you know. Don't go any cruises with her. Oh my yeah. God. That's a perfect place to murder somebody. Greg, can you relate to that at all? Like going back, like after it happened, right? So you had these thoughts, you then you got past it. What, being murdered by some No, no, no. I'm I'm from Tammy's point of view, right? She had these thoughts at that moment, oh. didn't say anything, and hours or days later went back and brought <laughs> it up and said, Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know. This is what I was feeling at this exact moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have I had have I seen red and, and and had some like like murderous thoughts that I didn't follow through on? Yet? Well, I believe Probably. you've had them. I just don't yeah. believe that you would no, ever wait. bring them up again later. Like the 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 that's the weird no, part I, to I've me. Never is brought the, up any of my right, murderous right, thoughts. Right, later. How many murderous <laughs> thoughts have you had? So I, I'm I'm genuinely interested here. So you you've genuinely thought about murdering. Your significant well, other. Not at all. Oh, him? I'm divorced. Yeah. Well, I, or you. I mean, uh, murderous thoughts. No, I, I get. No, no. I, I mean, I've seen red, uh, you know, and, and like, well, I mean, do you think she necessarily would have killed you that fall? Oh, that yeah. That, if you look at the caldera, that it basically where this ancient giant volcano mm. fell in on itself, it was probably mm, 
50 stories down. Ooh, I mean, sounds- in hard rock, like it would have killed me instantly. Sounds beautiful. And I'm guessing since it's your life partner, even though you guys were upset that was standing next to you, you probably weren't on any like over defensive no position. Or, I will or- be now. <laughs> I will be going forward. You better fucking believe Tim's it. Gonna, Tim's not going to have a backpack. He's going to wear a fucking parachute. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> a little shoot attached to my backpack. That's right. <laughs> I'll be hang gliding down there. No, man, it was disturbing. It was disturbing. I love my wife. I really do. But that was chilling. And, uh, it, you know, I don't was know. Was this before or after your heated discussion about the cheating in the cornhole situation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this was just this past summer. So the cornhole oh, situation so- where she cheated, I mind you. Well, that's what um, I mean. Do you think yeah, yeah. she was harboring some resentment for you? I don't know. We, she- all, we widely criticized you, Tim, for like turning a friendly game of cornhole with your wife into like, you know, a professional yeah. cornhole event. Yeah, that's a funny right. story. We should put that up on Patreon. But the, the uh, yeah, the reality is, is that she puts on a great show. Everyone loves Tammy. But man, oh man, be careful. Underneath there is a, a stone cold killer. So back to our listener, though. I mean, yeah, that, that seems pretty outrageous that, um, right. that she would serve you something that she knows you're allergic to. But I think she's trying know, to kill him. Our, our crack in studio... Uh, audience, Katie, my lovely Katie, did some quick research about apple allergies, <laughs> and and uh, they they're very rarely fatal. But the, the interesting thing <laughs> that Katie pointed to me very rarely. Do you want to take that choice? In that case, honey, I could have got you an ice cream cake, but I got you something that's rarely fatal to the situation that you have. No, I, I'm about to lay some knowledge on this guy. Uh oh, like it, it's called. The oral allergy syndrome. Think about that, guys. Oral allergy. I think this lady's trying to communicate that she's uh, tired of going down on this guy. Uh-huh. You know that? that might be it. I, did I just see Jack pop like five Zyrtec right there? Like he does not want anything <laughs> with any oral allergy whatsoever. That's right. That is. That would be devastating. That's yeah, I, I think you're right. All right. So uh, you know, try to find your pleasure elsewhere, guy. Peach pie. It's delicious. Peach pie. Peach pie. Fucking divorce her. What the fuck? Yeah, that's I, I I'm telling you, man. They're all sweet on the outside. No, Tim, I'm talking to you, Tim. Divorce her. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. You should ask her about it sometime. Um, she'll tell you. I will. I will. So sounds like she, sounds like she might be sounds like she might be attending some of my meetings coming up. So <laughs> <laughs> So that was like a weekend trip, Tim? It was, uh, yeah, several days, yeah. So, so, so like, that wasn't the last night of the trip? That right? was the last night of the trip, oh, yes. Too bad. I was going to say, what happened the next day? No, <laughs> I drove home like a bat out of hell, man. I fucking, I was like, I made sure I had one eye on her while I was driving back, yeah. Tim canceled their uh, um, skydiving. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the next day. <laughs> you guys were going to have a trapeze lesson, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm very cautious now. Believe me, I'm, I'm aware. She should have never told me. Now I'm on it. I'm on it. Tim will never do anything like um, high up in the air with her, you know, any uh, extra. <laughs> it's done. That's it. Yep. I always got to think about, well, if she does it to me, can I bring her with me, right? Can I show she push? We, we were watching uh, Hot Air Balloons. We were watching this show with Hot Air Balloons on. Working and I was on like, his I reaction on there. time. She's like, why, why wouldn't you go on there? I'd love to go on a hot air balloon ride. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? There's no way I'm getting in a basket with you, like, up there. No way. You two are really living your best life. Hot air balloon shows, 
hiking trips. You guys got everything. I love you guys. <laughs> you know what you do? Get get one of those um what are the kid leashes, you know, that that people get at Disney and tie yourself to your wife. That way, although I guess she yeah. should, she could just cut it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're thinking yeah. about the picture that Greg posted on Instagram uh that he said you were driving that your carriage uh, ride. Yeah, your carriage ride. That's Oh not, yeah, that's uh, she's not into that. That's different. This was fun tonight, fellas. So, um I hope that you all have a wonderful evening. Uh, I had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs tonight, a lot of douchebaggery going on tonight. A lot of douchebaggery. Uh, sure. Don't know who we're attracting. Douchebaggery and attempted murder. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, listen, uh, Greg, Jack, Katie, I hope you all have a wonderful night. This was, uh, this was fun. It was a blast, as always. Be good, yo. Night, guys. <laughs> night, Katie. Guys are fantastic. Love you guys, and we'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Be good, guys. Adios. Bad Council is a production of Bocker Talker Media, hosted by Tim, Jack, and Greg. Produced by Tim and Jack. Original music by Tim. All questions are from real listeners, and all responses are intended for the enjoyment of our audience. Which is to say, don't take us too seriously, or your life may get much, much worse than it already is. Subscribe to Bad Counsel on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio Podcast, Amazon Music, or anywhere good podcasts are available. Follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Become a member of the Inner Council, our Patreon group, for as little as $3 a month. Members receive exclusive content and merchandise. Bad Counsel is brought to you each week at no cost, but it costs us money to create and produce the show. Support in the form of reviews and ratings, especially on iTunes, as well as Patreon subscriptions are gratefully appreciated. Questions can be submitted through social media or by emailing consultation at badcouncil.com or leaving a voicemail message at 541-604-8487.